You may not notice it if I'm sitting down, but if I stand up, you'll notice that I'm wearing all sand color today for today's video. Now, why is that? There's been a whole lot of interesting rhetoric in the oil markets and in the energy space the last few days. It's been mostly negative and that has caused volatility in the price. We broke, we broke 80 today and that was in previous videos defined as our floor. There's been negative rhetoric. And what is that negative rhetoric? Well, in my opinion, it's two things. One is Senate Majority Leader Schumer saying, we got to dump the oil from the reserves into the market. We got to get consumers lower prices. This is unacceptable. And uh, that wouldn't be good for the price of oil. It would certainly come down. There would be um, a flood of supply. And you know how prices work. That means prices fall. In addition, we're seeing COVID cases rise internationally slightly. It is concerning. This is something we'd brought up in previous videos. Um, and that's not ideal. We don't want to see that. We're watching that. But we've got answers to both these concerns. But first, let's talk about the price action we saw today. Because as we said, we broke $80 today. However, we didn't really break $80. We touched $80. The price per barrel of oil went to the 79s, stayed there for a few hours, came back up, went back down, came back up. The price per barrel of oil today at the lows was down over 1.5%, I believe 1.9%. That's quite significant. In the morning, within an hour, it was really more like within 30 minutes, the price per barrel of oil, oil moved up 1%, not in the green 1%, 1% from the low, the level it was at to a new higher level. That's a quite significant move in 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it was. You know, I, I don't have the exact time frame for that. But that's that there's demand. There's people trying to buy this oil down here at these levels, knowing that there remains a supply and demand deficit. And that's just a fact. There is a supply and demand deficit. That's why you're seeing Senator Schumer come out with all this rhetoric, but I actually believe it is just rhetoric. We have already depleted the petroleum reserve, the oil reserve, 20 million barrels. What did it do? I don't know. We hit new all-time highs. Did it do anything? If you ask me, no, it did not do anything. We can't really deplete our reserves. Yes, we can, you know, kind of draw on them a little bit. But we can't deplete our reserves. It's not like we're going to flood the market and send the price down to fifty dollars a barrel. Sure, maybe we'll 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 put something out there. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen. But if we did, maybe it would have some effect. But we did did that, and it's not had an effect. So I think things are going to be okay, um, and that won't solve the supply and demand imbalance that remains in the market. That is a longer term for now picture. Um, and that is a longer term picture. One might, one might say, hey, if we're getting prices up, of course, producers are going to come back in. That doesn't seem to be the case. There's no, there's little incentive for producers to increase production when the horizon shows that we're going to be off of oil and that the administration is very hostile to oil and that it's an expensive process. You're going to invest money into something and you're going to have to close it in a couple of years. doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially when they're making a lot of money with the price per barrel all the way up here. So 
I think we're addressing those concerns. I'm not worried about the petroleum reserve, not worried about the supply and demand dynamics changing. Yes, EVs are on the horizon. The EIA or IEA, the Government Energy Association, expects that oil will remain the largest energy source until 2050. It's a long time. And that global energy demand will increase, overall energy demand will increase 50% between now and then. So I believe the long-term picture is there for oil. Now, there are lots of good stocks you can play in this area. The stocks we choose to play in my fund with my clients is, are rather, stocks that have long-term potential that we can get at this incredibly mispriced allocation, I guess you would call it, and hold just indefinitely. Um, stocks that are focused on the period beyond 2050, even though we'll still be having oil then, the period beyond, the, the whole future, like Exxon, like Schlumberger, these are stocks we like and we're positioned well in them. So we are watching COVID. We've been through waves. We had a wave over the summer. It had an impact. And then we hit new all-time highs. Another thing, petroleum reserve, I forgot to mention, they're talking about it now. She was talking about it now. But last I checked, we hit the 52-week high, the year high, the several-year high, actually, two weeks ago. Where was he then? Where was he before that? Why didn't they anticipate this? I think, as I said, it's rhetoric. It's talk. It's not real. We'll see. Maybe they'll do another 20 million barrels that had no effect previously. We'll see. That's energy. Mining and material stocks down today. Gold looks like it's making its inflation breakout. It's well below the 52-week high. It's looking good on a technical chart. It kind of looks like it poked through that downtrend that, you know, hit two points or whatever. And uh, I'm buying. Um, this is an area that I've liked for a long time since, you know, early last year. And um, I'm re-entering it with long-term options going out until September 30th of next year in the money. And I'm liking that trade, that position, and I'm feeling good about that. So we'll see what happens there. I'm liking it and we'll see what happens. Um, with regards to tech stocks and our 10X stocks, you know, Smile Direct Club, which is down big, CRISPR companies, which are down, we're holding, <clears throat> excuse me, throat's getting a little dry after all this talking, no water, no script, no nothing. We're liking these companies despite the pullback. Um, this is part of our portfolio. We believe in these companies and we're holding them. However, there's a new tech company that I want to bring to your attention. And I actually just wrote a Twitter thread about it. Have not taken a position yet because I'm trying to sell a pink sheet stock, Aston Martin, which I love the cars, but it is the place that I can draw capital from right now. And deploying that capital to IBM, IBM being the stock. Last night, they put out headlines that they have developed a quantum computer chip. This is like massive, I suppose. A quantum computer uh, it's, all computers right now use ones and zeros. A quantum computer can use either in the same, at the same time, it's a new paradigm in computing ability. And, you know, we're seeing Apple computers get faster, but it's not going to make an impact on you unless you're, you know, a content creator at the highest level. 
not even me. Um, but who it does make a difference for are people like crypto miners, which we know are developing and growing and are still in the very early stages and provide companies like NVIDIA a whole lot of money. Crypto miners and their biggest current customers, cloud and analytics people. Cloud and analytics people um, want high quality processing. And I would assume that improvements in this power in this ability to derive information from analytics is going to be quite significant. So I, 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 I will admit, I'm going to disclose here, I'm not a computer scientist, okay? I'm a portfolio manager who happens to have a tech company, who happens to work with a cloud hosting company and use analytics. And from that perspective, I can tell you that I can perceive that someone who's doing high level, complex, advanced analytics and paying a lot of money for that currently, which there are people who are doing, will also uh, be attracted to this product. IBM is trading at a very attractive PE around 22 with a 5% dividend. It's a good price. Um, and I believe it's a good stock and a good company. We'll see what happens. Just bring it to your attention because it's not a 10X company potentially, but it might be a 2X. Maybe a 2.5, maybe a 3, maybe a 1.5, or not. We will see, but I'm bringing it to your attention, and I'll be taking a position tomorrow once I can sell that Aston Martin. So that's my positioning, and until next time, peace out.